Welcome, folks, to the very first initial episode of It's Funny to Me podcast, video podcast, with yours truly, your friend, and fellow somewhat comedian, Matt Clark. And yes, I say somewhat because I don't necessarily do it as a full-time gig, but I have friends that do. I have also friends that do it part-time with me. We like to make people laugh, change the world a little bit at a time, because you know what? At the end of the day, uh, we really, all we want to do is, is make people laugh and make them or allow them to basically escape their everyday life for a minute or two and just have some laughs so don't judge us because well you can judge us because we judge you anyway so tonight we have our very first guest he is a and, and listen this is one of those things where as a as a comedian and a host for comedy shows every guy <laughs> when you're introducing another comedian very good friend of mine you know he just met him four minutes before that in the green room but anyway, this gentleman is a very good friend of mine. We have a little bit of a history together. Um, I consider him a very good friend and a hilarious comedian. He is living his best life um, in New York. So without further ado, let's see if this works. This is brand new here. Our friend, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mr. Stephen Rogers. Hey. hey. Did that work? <laughs> Listen, I, it worked for it worked for us. I don't know if it works for recording, but we'll see. You know. <laughs> um, so how's man, things, buddy? How's things? Good. Uh, things are are great. I want to say off the top, uh, thanks for having me. Hey, yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, I refuse to say somewhat a comedian on your <laughs> behalf. You're you're so good. I appreciate and- that. You're a funny man, and you work really hard. Uh, so I will not let you give yourself uh, that title. Well, it's you know we you, we are comedians, and we are self-deprecating. That's and right. We are, um, we're flawed, obviously. <laughs> because, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying you're not flawed. But oh, 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 beautiful. <laughs> hey, listen, I appreciate that. Thanks. My, ther- <laughs> my therapist will thank you. <laughs> no, and and we're and we're we're good buddies. Uh, and I've seen you kill every every time. I mean, it's. You're you're a very good comic, so I, I appreciate I appreciate that, buddy. And yeah. you know, and here's the thing: you know, <clears throat> when I first started, um, I just I know brief history here uh, because you were part of it. Um, mm-hmm. Prior to being uh, able to get up on stage at the Funny Bone, there was a local place uh, here was the Lake Ontario Playhouse, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of different comedians that came through, and. Um, there was a local comedy competition. And of course, you know me, buddy. I love to pad the audience. Oh yeah. With, with, with my friends and family. So I weird, I weirdly won the first, uh, first yeah. ever local comedy thing. And that was like 15 years before I started doing any type of standup. Wow. So, yeah. So it was like, I, I ended up doing some, uh, some host stuff with him and, and met some, a few guys like Mark Riccadonna. Um, yeah. Um, and Tim Tim Joyce, who ended yes. up doing the uh, comedy classes at the Funny Bone, and that's where you and I met. So yes. that brief history about me talking about myself. Yes, I'm an egomaniac, and I love talking no. about me. <laughs> but that gives us a quick uh, insight to where you and I uh, met. And you were hosting the Clash of the Comics. Well, it wasn't yeah. really, wasn't really. I think a Clash of the Comics. I think it was the, um, it was the uh, showcase. Yeah, they all were the same thing, and yeah. the names changed. Yeah, it, yeah, Clash Comics, uh, yeah. Comedian Showcase, or whatever. But yeah, so I, of course, uh, brought a bunch of my friends. <laughs> yes. And I ended up, um, I think it was a tie. I think it was a, I think it was a tie. I can't remember. But anyway. I thought um, you were, but I don't, I don't I'm, remember. I don't remember. But anyway, um yeah, so uh, we started doing shows together um, shortly thereafter. You know, I, I I remember what was really awesome was when I would do shows um, early on, I, your parents would come to almost every show. 
Yes. And uh, then then I stopped doing shows with you and they stopped coming. So I'm not <laughs> sure if it was <laughs> I'm not sure if it was something I said or, you know, or what. <laughs> my uh, who first of all, shout out to my parents who are 100 percent going to be listening. Oh, I love this. Yeah, uh, they uh, I got very fortunate that I had parents not only that understood that I was chasing something that is obviously you know an uncertain path yeah. uh, and supported me in in the pursuit of that and went to every show like you said went to every show wanted to go by the way yeah. and uh, that for people that don't know they were huge comedy fans and they would go to shows I think since I've moved they've gone to shows without me <laughs> And well, uh, I tell you, they are great people. They really are. I'm and, very, you know, very lucky. Your support system was was amazing. And, you know, and the thing is, is I, I look at it like this. I look at it as um, almost like high school classes. You know, there was a year, for, you know, I graduated. I'm going to date myself here. But 1988, I'm not sure when you graduated. <laughs> 2008 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, so when did you graduate high school? Just just to, okay, wow. Yeah, okay, here we go. Um <laughs> so I could technically like I could be like your father's younger friend. Yeah, I think you are. <laughs> so you know, I look at it things as, as in classes, and and when I first started, it was it was like I was kind of like a freshman, and you were like a, a junior becoming a senior, and I, I got to tell you, you know, uh, we, we had taken some classes together, uh, like writing classes. And yeah. the, thing, the thing that I noticed about you off the bat was um, you were doing a lot of writing. I mean, a lot of writing. And I mean, how 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 long would you say you do it per week? I mean, how many, I, like, say, hours type thing? Uh, if I'm lucky, if it's a good week uh, the average is seven wow that's great i like to say i mean it's it's been different over the the time you know the years but i never would set a timer at when i lived at home i uh, i lived at home and would just was obsessed and would have the notebooks in front of me and play around with it and stuff now i i um have more distractions i have uh i live with, with my girlfriend i have a I live in New York City. There's a million yeah. things you can do. Yeah. The problem with having your own place is you cater it to you. So there's lots more distractions. Oh, sure. So what I'll do is I'll set a timer for an hour and I'll put it there. And it's not painful to write, but it is easy to be distracted. So I can't do It's like the Seinfeld method. You, you, you don't have to write, but you can't do anything else. So I set right. the timer for an hour. And then I usually I'm like, oh, this is my favorite thing in the world. And I just start playing. Right. Yeah. yeah. One one of the things that um, I, I've kind of t described doing comedy sometimes to friends of mine that, you know, you get people who ask that aren't that haven't done comedy. And I've I've described how when you're on stage and things are working to kind of like I. I relate it to sports almost like I'm like you're in the pocket and, and right. when you're in the pocket, it's almost like nothing bad can happen to you. You're feeling good. The cr crowd is feeling good. How, I mean, is that one of those things that you, you experience when you're on stage? Yeah, I would say so. I, uh, very much like being in the moment. Um, so, like, for my definition of being in the pocket is there's that Bill Hicks quote, the, the, the act is what you do when you have nothing else to say. Okay. Um, and I try to do that where it's like, I, I'm, I'm up here, I'm planning on telling jokes. I'm not planning on doing any crowd work. And I don't typically do crowd work. Right. But I'll do the jokes. But I'm in that joke. I'm not reading a prompter in my mind. Right. I'm trying to say what the i mean with the joke but if something happens in the room i stutter i forget where i'm uh my point uh glass falls or whatever any sort of thing that happens in this moment i'm going to uh play with that right I'm address it 
like a uh, big one is you know people forget to turn their ringer off on their phone yeah i'm not gonna yell at them but yeah. i'm gonna go oh that was my but it's been i never have a set line but i i now get to play with something right. different right so i everything is a tool for me to be funny do you feel do you feel more comfortable doing a little bit of crowd work when you do it i will do it to i mean you almost have to address the elephant in the room you know you can't just glaze over it type thing but i won't do any yes i'll do i guess if if that i don't know if that's crowd work or not i don't really yeah i don't think so but it might but it may just I don't know what they would call it, but you know, just address what happened and then move yes. on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my dad equate, uh, equates it to what Carson would do when right. Carson would do the monologues and something would happen. He would go off track and make fun of how the jokes didn't work or make fun of how whatever. And, right. and it was funny, but it wasn't like. I, I won't I won't uh, go up there going so what do you do right yeah it is my time yeah I I, I try to everything is for the jokes sure. even if, if there's a distraction like all uh-huh. the I we all have to post reels and social media stuff now sure like every clip I'm posting right now is something that happened in the moment it's not necessarily me making fun of a guy's shirt or right. a lady's job right. Yeah, I mean, um, so when going back to the the you know something happening, has there been something major happen? You know, uh, I don't want to say major, but like somebody like the waitress comes out and starts delivering food in front of you, type thing. Has oh, that that's all the time. Yeah, that's all the time. Yeah, but I've had the mic stand fall apart. I've had, uh, I've had um, where. Um, all of a sudden, I was talking and I developed a lisp for a second, okay. and and I made fun of that. I've sure. had um, ringers go off, like I mentioned, um, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But I had recently, I was doing a club in here in New York, and the air vent in the wall fell out. Oh wow! And landed on the stage next to me. Holy shit! So I pick that up and I'm like, eh, doing jokes about that. And it's like, it'd be crazy to just go back into my act. Right. To be like, a vent almost hits me on the head and I'm like, so anyway, yeah, I don't like flying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't, uh, yes. I, I, in my experience, I don't think anybody wants to see a comedian that's not really there. If right. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a robot reading off his script. Exactly. Yeah. I love my, I like, I love my jokes, man. Yeah. Freudian, I, I usually don't compliment myself, but yeah. I like the jokes that I'm here to tell you guys. But if, you know, I can't ignore what's going on right. because then it's like, why would we come to live entertainment? That's yeah. not live. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, well, at least you didn't say Steve Rogers, like Steve Rogers jokes. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't deal with that any of that that's hilarious um, so um yeah we we now you are a very clean comedian and yeah. uh i really respect you for that uh i i know that uh some of the stuff i do is not necessarily um considered clean but you know it's now it's you know it is what it is and that's my stuff and that's my type of humor you know yes. um and and I, I I really I really think that you are probably one of the better comedians of this era right now, and I you know I I see myself as kind of like a more of a student of comedy. I love all different you know right. people, different time. You know I can I can sit there and watch you know just comedy shows on YouTube or or HBO or whatever um, just for hours on end. Now. When you mentioned Carson, now did you like ever watch Johnny, or was he retired? Yes. Okay, he I, was reti- I, he retired before I was born. Okay, but uh, somehow I was able to see him growing up. Yeah, whether it was reruns, I don't know how, but I remember right. seeing it. Um, 
I consider myself a student of comedy as well. Okay. Uh, I think that's something that, if you love it, never goes away. Right. There's a we're in an age where there's a special on every streaming device. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can find it everywhere. Yeah, it's it's wonderful, and uh, it's wonderful, but it's also kind of like, I think it's a little bit of a double edged sword. Maybe I'm wrong yeah. because some people are, you know, after the pandemic thing, they're they're some people are still used to just staying home, you know. Yes, yes. So it's almost it's almost like there's almost too much out there, but well, that's I, what I think that. When it's done right, you, you you go, wow, I want to see this live. Yeah, yeah. And then you see it live, and you're like, oh, this is way better than what I watched. Yeah. Yeah, and because of of because of stuff like the vent falling down, yes. you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, the waitress taking an order in front of you. And, and, but also and a, like killer, a killer joke where, like, a, let's say I tell a great joke in a special or an album. Right. You're listening to it or watching it in a room or a car where there is other stuff going on. Sure. And the joke's great. And you laughed, but then you go see me live and I tell maybe the same joke or let's just say a variation of it. Yeah. An equally good joke, but there is no distraction. The, the room is dark. The only lights are on me. Yeah. That joke is now better. Right. So I think um, live will always be king, and I and yeah. I think I even, agree. Even I if it's that. not an in the moment thing, I live will always be king. And uh, the good thing is we have amazing comics that are proving that constantly. Yeah. And uh, as far as the clean thing, I'm only clean because that's how I am as a person. Like that's sure. how I kind of speak. Yeah. I don't really swear, and. Uh, but I watch dirty comedy all the time. My right. girlfriend is a very dirty comic. And uh, it's like uh, my one of the best specials I saw recently was Earthquakes. I'm nothing like oh, him. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like you can still learn. Oh, sure. From watching. Uh, so I watch everything. And I don't, right. I don't think clean is better than, than dirty. Yeah. But I know there's some clean comics that think that. I just so- love it. Uh, you know, you. I'm not sure if if everybody is aware, but you were on Colbert, and yes. uh, actually, your girlfriend was on Colbert as well. She was. Uh, Katie Blufo, really funny comedian. Yes, not at the same time, but you know. No, no, so, no, no. So the thing I'm, I'm. This is kind of me soapboxing. My wife hates it when I do this, but I think, <laughs> I, I think a lot of the late night, um, talk shows. Uh, aren't doing as much for comedy as as like Johnny used to or yes. Letterman. I I really think that they've kind of walked away from that. Um, and I'm really surprised. I re- I really I really am. I mean, Jimmy Fallon was you know he was a stand up at one point. You know you would yeah. think that there would be you know at least in a, in a week span of shows there'd be three comedians on. You know, yeah. that was almost the way it was with Carson. Yeah. And that's that's how I think for me, I started uh, really um, loving to watch people laugh. I, I, I would watch on right. the weekends. My, my brothers were older than me. I, I would watch Carson with my dad on the weekends. And usually Friday nights, they'd have a, a, a comedian on, you know, like right. your, David, your David Brenner's or or, uh, you know, Rickles or whoever. And that's, you know, and I would see my father roaring yes. because these guys were hilarious and i'm like you know i want to make my dad do that that is my <laughs> and, story as well yeah i mean it's 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 one of those things where and and from there it was almost like i couldn't get enough as far as like watching content right um and i remember being at a friend's house in eighth grade watching eddie murphy delirious Oh God! And, yeah. I mean, and it was the premiere. I mean, this was first thing on HBO. And later in life, you know, you 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 don't realize. I mean, he was like twenty four years old when he did that. Yes, and I it's thought, like, yeah, and it's like, like oh my God, I I, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so who was who base? So me leading up to that. So who is you know? I don't want to say top five, but you know, give give me a list of people who you would. Um, if you're doing comedy at a, at a comedy club, 
they come on, you're you're rushing out from the green room to watch. Oh man, you're you're speaking my language. That's I. Quick side note: that is my personal goal. It's not to be famous. It's not to be you know whatever the name and lights thing is. To when you hit the stage, the comics come stop out to watch hang and they come out to watch you. Yeah, that is the ultimate sign of you're on to something. That you, yeah, you're the comedian's comedian, sort of. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I want a lot of people that don't do comedy to come see me. Sure. The respective peers is obviously. Anyways, um, uh, well the. The big ones for me are like Maria Bamford. Okay. Yeah. Is, I, I, yeah. I get it. That, that last late night I saw her do on uh, Corden is uh, one of the best late nights I've ever seen. It's so good. And yeah. uh, he's just tremendous. Uh, Brian Regan, I was introduced to in middle school and he w- quickly became one of my favorites. And then obviously I, I work with him a lot now right. and I'm very fortunate. So despite working with him, he was, he's still, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's just, that's just pl- a plus plus, you know, plus, but continuously yeah. he's just putting out stuff. He's not going anywhere and he's continuously getting better. It's yeah. really cool. Uh, that last special was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Ray Romano. Okay. And uh, Kathleen Madigan, uh, yep. Wanda Sykes. I mean, these are famous people. I, yeah. um, but I can go down your your new your new people too. It's just I. The problem is I could never do a Rushmore because it would have to be as long as the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. Really hard you know, make. it's 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 one of those things where you know you you have like you mentioned earlier, Bill Hicks. He was yeah. another one. He was another one for me that was like, wow, this guy is something else and then of course you know i grew up with you know guys like sam kennison yeah and uh one of my favorites and and he he was around for for a while was robin harris he oh yeah oh baby's kids that 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 whole special that he did oh my god just and and here's the thing about robin harris for me he's that guy and there's 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 a certain amount of comedians out there that that are that have the ability to do this mm-hmm. he walks on stage and he either smiles or gives you a look and you laugh yeah he, he has he had that that thing that um you know I don't see in every comedian, but you can get a guy who can just walk out there on stage and he just smiles and everybody laughs. And it's just because there's that special thing within him, you know? Yes. It's. I I have that. I never got to see him. Gary Shandling. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, Gary, Gary Goldman is another. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ellen DeGeneres, I will constantly say, is is uh, those two HBO hours. That yes, she did. I, there's you. You can't ever take anything away from her with with stand up. No, those two HBO hours got me through high school. I remember yeah. watching like that was right when YouTube for me was. I think YouTube in general was just like, oh, you can find anything on here. Yeah, yeah. I, I was able to find those hours and i was like good god this is just gold yeah it was, it's beautiful brilliant you know yeah. and then you, you know, then you have this new platforms with tiktok and stuff like that and you see you know comedians on there doing some bits and and there's there's been some cool stuff i've seen um but yeah. it's just like there's uh, the thing is with you for me is is you're so down to earth uh as far as as far as talking to you um, off off stage and I think you're a little shy maybe <laughs> but when you go on stage it's like it's almost like you know it's just, exactly the superhero I type thing you're just like yep here I you know here I am and you're 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 pretty fearless when it comes to oh, you know, getting you. on stage and 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 I really respect you for that I think your uh-huh. your your stage presence is great and I'm honored and uh, your delivery your delivery is, is great as well. So. Thank you. Well, I, I uh, thank you for reading the script exactly how I wrote it. But and, and it says uh, so right here. It's all these words, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And you know what's cool is I can read out of the corner of my eye. I don't have to. 
<laughs> I I will say I am flattery goes be fifty bucks. <laughs> I'm very I'm very shy. Um, I have imposter syndrome, inferiority complex, whatever you know. Yeah, I don't. I you know that's my own issues. But like when I'm around comics, it when once someone sees me on stage, they actually have seen me. Obviously, yeah. uh, there's jokes and there's. Uh, writing but it's like this is all, all i've been waiting to do all day yeah when i don't get to go on um i'm and this is not a good thing i'm a miserable person and yeah get on stage and scratch that itch yeah but um i love comedians so much and uh like i'm i i hated leaving home because i i left you i left a good scene of yeah. comics but then you come here, it's like every night you get to hang Exponentially better, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like everybody... There's there's two... Like, I guess there's two ways you could look at it. You could be like, I'm the funniest person there is and everyone on stage is, sucks. And why are they on and not me? Or you can let your little kid out and, and watch everyone writing great jokes around yeah. you. And it's so fun. There's so many good people here that uh, are are starting to blow up or or will. Right. And it's fun to be around. It also makes you hungry. It's it's great. Have you ever had someone say to you uh, about a bit, um, you know, like, hey, you know, you should try it like this. Mm -hmm. And has that worked for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm not uh, anti-help. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I've had it from uh, my my girlfriend. I've had it from comedy friends. Um, uh, I've had it uh, from Brian Regan. I, right. I've met a lot, lots of people. I that, live. That's got to be a great a great thing for him to take the time to say, "Hey, man, you should you know look at this bit this way," it's or cool. or just tweak it just a bit. That's 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 yeah. priceless, you know. The best jokes, the best lines I've ever gotten are when you take a, a nugget of an idea and go to a funny friend. doesn't have to be a comedian. Right. And, you, and you just start joking about the thing back and forth with yeah. each other. Caitlin and I had dinner last night and we, she was like, hey, here's the thing I'm, I'm thinking about. And then we just go back and forth and then... I'm like, oh, what about this or this? And then I go, and this is what I'm working on. And then she gave me two lines just by yeah. trying to make me laugh. And I'm like, so, oh, that's great. Because you are dating, do you still have to say, is it cool if I use that? Because that's, yeah. you know, in the in the comedian world, somebody gives you a line, you're like, hey, is it okay if I use that? You know, right. you have to get the intellectual property nod before, yeah. before you put it on stage. You know, otherwise you'd be like, hey, man, I gave you that line, you know? Yeah. I, I think over the years there's been a lot of that. Hey, that's my line, you know. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's only so much you can think of. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's so much. Uh, ex exactly. A lot, of, exactly. a lot of overlap, you know. I live in my apartment building. There is all comedians except for one unit. Oh wow. There's uh, Joe List and Sarah Talamash, who are. Wow. Two hilarious, yeah. I don't know her, but yeah, Joe's hilarious. Sarah is really great, and Joe is is uh, I owe a lot to Joe. Joe's a good friend and and uh, a tremendous comic. And then Ronan Hirschberg, who's been on on the Tonight Show and uh, Corden, lives uh -huh. upstairs, and we'll all be hanging out. And then you're everyone's being hilarious, and then it's like, all right, who gets that one? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. Dibs. <laughs> it, it's uh it's just a fun thing to be around. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, I I watch a lot of uh, like documentaries and stuff about, you know, comedians and and comics and like the comedy store and stuff like that. And do you find yourself, you know, when there's comedians hanging around, you want to be the funniest one? No. No. Uh and I and oh, man, there's so many the problem is that I'm I'm such the opposite. It's like I know I'm gonna. I know that we're gonna end this podcast, and I'm gonna send you like 15 more names. I wish I mentioned. Dude, <laughs> I love my my funny friends. Yeah, and it's like 
there's uh my cat oh, all right uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, I, hey, listen, I, that's all that's what it's all about man i mean if i was in my usual place uh up at the uh the dinner table there'd be two three dogs running around and my wife yelling at me for something <laughs> i uh <laughs> um i i uh yeah the cat uh lays on my notebook when i'm writing it's sure. thing. anyways sure. me nuts. um but yeah i'll be like um i'll be hanging out with friends and uh, I, I remember we were, it was a big comedy hang. And one comic said, this is why we all get along. We all know each other is, is a really funny comedian. And there is no competition. We all have mutual respect for each other. Right. And, it's, and it's, this is just a hang, being human beings. Yes, yeah. it's human beings that have dedicated on being the funniest person they can be. Sure. Like, uh, when I'm with Caitlin, I'm not trying to be funnier than her in on the couch or right. you know with with Joe in the hallway or whatever. Right. It's just uh, I I can't hang out with with anybody like that that's trying to one up in no. any situation. No, what? No, I I don't necessarily mean one up. I I just think that you know there was um, I think it was Jim Carrey was always talking about it how you know in the parking lot at the comedy store that you know there'd be like him and Kinnison and, sure. uh, you know, um, oh, geez, you know, just a bunch of names of that era, you know, around and, and talking and, in how, you know, in his deepest, darkest center, he wanted to be the funniest guy there, but oh, it's like, you know, yeah. that, oh my God, you got Kinnison over here and he's right. You know, just doing his thing, you know, well, on that, on that note, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I want to be, I, it's, it's a dangerous line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. Cause next thing you know, you're not invited to the hang. <laughs> I want to be the most successful. I, I can personally be, right. and like, I have some, I'm friends with a lot of people that are at the same situation as me. They've had a couple of, of great things happen to them, but they're, we're still fighting for more stuff. Right. Nobody knows who we are yet. And we're working really hard. Right. My, my buddy, Sam Evans, who's really talented. He just got passed at the comedy cellar and he's so damn funny. He's one of my favorite comics to watch and see. I now is he the gentleman you do the podcast with? No, that's Andrew Chavon. Okay. Who's okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's another amazing comic it's yeah. it's so i i gotta send you a list uh, <laughs> if you send me the list i'll put it in the comments below yeah uh <laughs> it's, it's so annoying uh well so you like, know and that and that's the thing though there's so much out there it's it's almost like the hey who's the best guitar player well you know right. one guy's a blues guy one guy's a rock guy one guy's a death metal guy you know whatever yeah. there's no real i think in my mind there's you know obviously there's the greats you know yeah you've got your eddie murphy's you've got uh you know your Sam Kinnison's, you, you've got Carlin, you, you've got, uh, I'm, I'm obviously too young to, to, uh, remember, uh, some previous, previous comedians, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, there's so much out there and there's so many ways of looking at life. And a lot of times that's obviously what comedy is. Right. Um, so you're you're now if you look at the bottom of the the screen, ladies and gentlemen, you'll see that uh, my friend Stephen Rogers is going to be traveling about and uh, doing some dates: Peoria, Illinois, St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. That's in uh, the end of April. So you're playing in all these cool places, and as a comedian, I know that there's some places that have been sketchy. Oh, sure. <laughs> What's like one of the worst? places you played you don't have to uh, name names but you can kind of you can kind of describe it but if you want to name names go ahead i will let me let me uh note that those theaters that are on the bar below i'm opening for brian I'm oh yeah doing... okay i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> i want all the credit he's opening for brian regan ladies and gentlemen yeah yeah no I'm he, not, is, I'm he not... is brian regan's opener and i gotta tell you that and here's here's the thing and i'm gonna brag a little bit oh uh, sure so when you first got the gig with Brian Regan, that was a couple of years ago, 2015. Yeah, it's been a while, man. That's awesome. So yeah. 
you came to Syracuse at the Krauss Heinz Theater. Yes. And you played. And I'm, I said to my wife, I go, listen, my buddy Steve is playing and he's opening for Brian Regan. Yeah. I need to be in the front row. <laughs> so full disclosure, my friend, I spent a lot of money to get those tickets. Oh, boy. But listen, it was well worth it because I saw you kill and it was it was great. It was really uh, great. I, and, and, and listen, you you definitely are worth the cash. Um, but anyway, so what what uh, what's a place that you were like, oh man, there's no way. There's some places um, I can't uh, think of anything where I'm like, I'll never do it again because I love it. Well, I mean, was was there anything weird that has ever happened to you in a place like uh, I got electrocuted once? You got electrocuted? Oh, yeah, sure. On stage? Oh, well, it wasn't really a stage, but yeah, during a show. Well, what were you in a in a cage match? What oh was... no, I tell you, I wish I was in a cage match. I would have done. I don't want to say, like, I wasn't electrocuted to the point where I was shot through the back of the room. Sure, sure. Uh, so I did the show, and uh, the guy had this old. Uh, let me put it this way: uh, the Rolling Stones have been doing rock and roll for probably you know like sixty years or whatever. This was old when they started. This amplifier amplifier was old when they started. And they had it hooked up to this microphone that the only way I can describe it is it was an an L-shaped piece of metal and the front portion had a microphone in it. So the only thing I can think of is it was a microphone for like a piano player. Okay. But this thing was older than me. (laughs) So the guy midway through my set, like crouches down like nobody sees him, right? Yeah. Crouches down to try and turn up the amp. And when he did, he was messing with some knobs. All of a sudden, my whole body started tingling and it felt like ants were crawling all over me. Oh. And I go, um, sir, <laughs> I go, just throwing this out there, but I'm being electrocuted right now. <laughs> And he's like, oh, sorry. I'm Amazing. like, I, yeah, the things we do for comedy, right? Wow. Yeah. So I got that going for me, which is nice. I mean, the only thing I can think of is I won't. I I don't think I'll miss what I did during the pandemic. Okay. Um, I which was? Stand up on the back of a flatbed. I've done, you know, I did. It on. I liked the rooftops, but I I didn't care for parks. You know, yeah. parks were really hard. I did notice you you had done you had done some stuff in people's like they had a backyard set up. I did backyards. Actually, you know, I liked that too. Probably pretty I, cool. I liked all of it. I I've been very fortunate. I mean, the only thing I don't want to do again is bomb. But obviously, yeah. Oh God, it happens and it's unavoidable. There's no place I've done that comes to mind. That I'm uh, refusing to go back to. Yeah, but uh, there's places that maybe don't want me back. I don't know. Yeah. I but yeah. I don't know. Well, the one thing I will say is this: is you know during the pandemic, fun, you know, weird shows happened, and uh, you're you know actually since you've been moved to the city, I am now the Steve Rogers stand-in for our friend Nick Mara. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. I love Nick so much. <laughs> yeah. So Nick does a lot of shows and he he and you used to go around and do all these shows. So yeah. now it's you since you're gone, now it's me and Nick. Hey, but Nick he, uh, he got me into he, it. Yeah, he is he's a great he's a great guy and he's always always grinding it out. Yes. Um so we did the show, speaking of pandemic, we did the show at this uh drive in. And on paper, it doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> However, <laughs> the lighting system was three cars. Sure. And uh when that happened, and and here's the other thing that people don't realize when you are booking a comedy show or want to have a comedy show, you need to have a proper PA system where yeah. actually people can hear the comedians. Right. Yeah, that's you know, just throwing us out there, spitballing here. Hearing a comedian is probably one of the most important things. <laughs> but anyway, so so once it got dusk, we started the show, and uh, I middled, and I'm up there, and as 
the car lights are shining on me. Well, the bugs from the swamp behind us decided to come out. (laughs) So I had bugs in between my glasses and my eyeballs. I mean, it was to Steve. It was just like, oh, my God. And at that point, I thought to myself, boy, I wish Steve Rogers was here instead of me. (laughs) I would have loved. I would have gone up. I would have loved. That. Oh, it was it was great up until you know you people. Could, well, the, supposedly they were piping us in through the people's cars, you know, and, and yeah. every once in a while, you know, instead of clapping, you get the honks, which was you know really cool. But it it could have been done better. I'm just saying. But the honk um, thing I never understood. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's, it's almost like them clapping, I guess. Um, so where where's the coolest place you've ever performed? I've been very lucky, you know. I did. I opened for Brian. Because I'm here. I'm here in Australia. Yeah, I see this that. Gorgeous. I uh, I've been, you know, I did some theaters that I I've been really fortunate that I, who knows if I'll ever get to, a chance to do them again. I got yeah. to do it because of of Regan, and they're all. I'm always super grateful. One of the coolest ones he ever took me to was when he did his last special at. Yeah. Uh, Tuacon in uh, Ivan's, Utah. Yeah. It's an outdoor theater in the canyons. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. And it was just unbelievable. It was so cool. And uh, But I've done some really fun clubs that I, I'm lucky I get to, you know, go back and forth and, and do them again and, and circle through. And now then, you, you've done some, some great, you know, clubs like Caroline's. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are iconic clubs, too. Yeah. And uh, I did the late show with Stephen Colbert. Like yeah, I got to that's be huge. on that's big. the stage at that Sullivan Theater. I'm very I'll never, I'll never that's forget big. Yeah. I've been very lucky. I, I have no uh, complaints. Yeah. Right now. Well, for now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me ask you this. So uh, when you do your podcast with. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew. Is it Andrew? Andrew, yeah. So when you when you guys do it, do you guys uh, come up with a, a a theme type thing, or you just kind of get out and riff? So we're it's called Panic Attacking uh, Podcast. It's yeah. super funny. Where can you find that? You can find it anywhere you'll get podcasts: Spotify, okay. iTunes. Panic Attacking. Got it. I'll put yeah, that in there too. Loud. Um, but uh, Panic Attacking. Or you can go to steveroger.com, like it says on the scroller there, and you can get all that. That's right. Nice. Uh, but we'll go. So the, the what we usually talk about is just what made us anxious that week. And okay. we go on and riff about his story. And then I'll tell my stories and we'll just riff. And we're just making fun of each other, making fun of the things that made us anxious. Just two buddies uh, go, uh, talking about what made, you know, drove them nuts that week. Yeah. That, you know, that that's one of those things, you know, if you get somebody you, you have great rapport with that just, you know, magic happens, you know. I Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I I, uh, I met Andrew. He's so funny and he's uh, a goofball and it's really fun to do that with him. Now, is is there any type of aspirations of doing like sketch type comedy like SNL or? I did some sketches during the pandemic with uh, I had some comedian roommates that uh we wrote some sketches together jeff sheen and sam evans who i mentioned before they're very funny comics they're so funny and they're really close uh friends of mine and it was just to like keep our sanity during the hard times but um i always think about writing sketch the problem with sketch for me is um i can't go on later and tell that sketch and find out if it's good or not Right. For the joke, I will know before that day is over what needs to be fixed. Yeah, you can work um, it out. I get instant gratification with stand-up, whereas sketch, I have to develop patience in order to uh, really pursue that. Yeah, well, I, I think it's it's one of those things. I think your writing style is, is you know, probably pretty conducive for that. I'm just, you know, just saying for me, but... Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, I, I think... I think it's one of those things where um, stand-up is just, I think, probably the purest form of entertainment. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, obviously, I can't play guitar or sing or anything, but, you know, I could tell a it's couple. It's the easiest to produce. It's the easiest to, uh, I don't know. It's You don't need anything other than. Perfect you know, sound. <laughs> yeah, perfect sound. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So listen, we've been jawing about for about 40 minutes and uh, I really, truly appreciate you coming on and uh, I you know, hope you like the format of this is something I, I just, this is something I just thought of. Um, well, you know, my wife and I, we do a show called a couple drinks with the Clarks and we started doing that during the pandemic. And yes, that was me doing two things at once. That was me scratching the itch of talking and and doing some light comedy as well as you know talking about booze which is you know my my usual business yeah um, and i i gotta tell you it's it's one of those things where i don't know if it's something that has opened up within me within the last you know seven or eight years doing stand-up is just my my yearning to make people laugh is just is just one of those things where it just it's uh it's it's always been there. I've always been like the the I wasn't the class clown. I was the class one liner guy. You know, sure. <laughs> it was it was um and that continues up into my work. You know, we'll have meetings right. and and do that stuff. But I, my my yearning to make people laugh is just is one of those things that you, I can't stop. Of and course, I, I, I think that's the same way with you. Yeah, preaching the choir. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great feeling to see something uh, work. Now, quick question: um, Do you have you ever thought of you know, or have you ever been in a situation where you've had a bit that works, um, and it the punch almost needs a type of you know whether it be an f bomb or uh, a, a a little bit off color. Yeah. To make it work, have you ever found yourself as a clean comedian doing that? I have one joke that I don't I don't want to curse in it, but I feel like it would make it work. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend's parents, when they met me, their only complaint was that I was too nice. And, uh, and I'm like, well, well, how are you supposed to fix that? Like show up to their house and be like, oh, what a lovely home for a bunch of douchebags. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, just like be, and like, it'd be easy to call them curse names. Sure. But that's, I'm uncomfortable cursing off stage. Right. Uh, it's just, I'm an awkward, nervous guy. So it's like, I'm not going to do it off stage. I'm like, I shouldn't. It's not true to me to do it on. Yeah, I'll, I'll. Every time I swear, I'm in pain or I'm the most angry I've ever been. So it's like those are two things I do not want to bring to my stand up. So I, I prefer to say I do have a joke where like I don't really swear that much, and uh, it's because I'm saving them for when it's clear that there's something bad going on. Because if I cursed all the time. And then I'm laying Nobody on the ground, holding my chest, swearing. People will be like, oh, he does that all the time. That's <laughs> so like, well, let's save it for when I need it. Yeah. So, Cry wolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I'm trying to – I also like the challenge of not swearing. So, yeah. But that might just be me being a, a comedy snob and a, and a uh, nerd. I don't know. Well. I, I, I just think it's your style and they listen that your style is your style. And that's a hundred percent, you know, it's a hundred percent right for you, obviously. Yeah. And you do, and it's working brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. So listen, I, I gotta, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate your time and uh, thank you so much for being the first guest. On the it's funny to me podcast. Killer honestly, what's that? Killer, killer name for the show. Well, the thing is, because I don't care if it's funny to you. It's funny to me. <laughs> it's a killer name. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. And listen, check it out. If you're in the areas of Peoria, Illinois, St. Louis, Missouri, or uh, Cincinnati, oh. Ohio, check out Brian Regan and Steve Rogers. Yes. I have to add, I can't believe I didn't mention this. Oh, boy. Uh, my album and YouTube oh. special will be coming out May 6th. Nice. So if anybody wants to check it out. So do you do you have a name for it? It is called Before He Was Super. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So do you uh, remember do you remember me telling you that uh, I have a name and it was probably my 
fourth or fifth time doing stand-up. And I said to you, Steve, I think I have a name for my first album if I ever do one. Yeah. Do I remember, remember that, but I don't remember the name. Uh, it was called... Uh, oh, shit. Here I am. I forgot already. I had it in my brain. I think it was called uh, Crowd Work. Not Crowd Work. Oh, it had something to do with packing the audience. I can't remember. I'll ah, remember as soon as, as soon as as soon as I hang up with you, I'm gonna remember it. Go, oh, shit. But anyway, <laughs> I was working up to a to a good bit, but I lost it. Anyway, That's all right. you know me, you know me and my little cheat sheets, buddy. <laughs> I should have wrote it down. No, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, send it to me if you remember. Absolutely. Well, listen, I, I can't like I said, I can't thank you enough, and I really appreciate your time. Uh Keep keep doing keep doing good things, and uh, hopefully I'll get to work with you. I a hundred percent. Because I, here's here's the thing. Last year I I, I was putting together a um, comedy festival for up in the Thousand Islands area. Oh wow! So, um, not sure if they're going to be trying to do it again, but I, I'll I'll reach out to you. We'll we'll try and figure out something. Yeah. I'm in. And also, too, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know too something about this young man. Before we go, uh, we started doing um, USO shows uh, yeah. for our local uh, USO Fort Drum uh, up here in upstate New York. And he was, you ran three of them? I think, I think so, yeah. yeah. Three, three of the five that we did. And, and between those five shows, we raised over $25,000 for the USO. And he was a, a big part of it. And I really appreciate your, your, um, you giving of your time. That was, that was awesome. And uh, always, always a pleasure to share the stage with you, my friend. It's, it's likewise, it's mutual. Uh, yeah. I hope we can work together soon, man. Absolutely. And uh, listen, thanks so much. And tell your parents, I said, hello. I will. Well, we can tell them right now. Hi, yes, yeah, exactly. Hi again. <laughs> Why haven't you been to my shows? <laughs> I'm getting a complex. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, good all right, buddy. Take care. Thanks so much. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for this evening. I truly appreciate you coming. Oh, I gotta, I gotta move this tile here because it's blocking my five head here. Um, overlay hide it. There we go. All right, so folks, thanks so much for joining us here at uh, it's funny to me podcast. My, I am your host Matt Clark, and. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be putting together some more shows and coming your way in the near future. And I thank you very much. And remember, we all need to laugh. So get out there and see some stand-up comedy live. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you on stage.